When I began this Heroine's Journey series, I had really hoped that I'd be able to get one episode out per month and that this series would take less time to complete than my Hero's Journey series did. Uh, this doesn't look to be the case, but I shouldn't be too hard on myself for it. Creating the model of a concept, diagramming it, and writing a subsequent overview of said concept is easy in comparison to the in-depth analysis of the same concept. The in-depth analysis also opens one up to having to adjust the model as one discovers where errors were made. I'm forging new ground here, so I shouldn't be surprised that it's taken me so long to figure out what the Heroine's Journey Fairy Godmother truly is. Hello Spiritual Seekers, and welcome to a new installment of the Heroine's Journey series as presented on Think Spiritual by me, Mark, your ever-evolving host and resident hermit. Today we're finally packing our bags and figuring out how we're going to travel up and out of these feminine depths. Our perfect world turned out to be not so perfect, and thankfully our traumatic experiences haven't overwhelmed us and unceremoniously flung us into the mundane masculine. And even if we did live in denial for a time, we finally admitted to ourselves that everything isn't just fine. We're heading out to see what we can make of our lives, and hopefully along the way we'll discover some way to fix some of the problems in our broken world. I actually just thought of that as I was writing this script, and it kind of makes sense. The hero's journey is about finding magic, also known as emotion, to bring back to the mundane or ordinary world. The hero's journey is about finding the skills or tools, also known as reason, to bring back to repair the perfect world. Or perhaps I should reword that to imperfect world, since we're not in denial about that any longer. So as I said, today we're finally packing our bags and beginning our journey. Now it's completely possible that it's not our choice to pack our bags. Maybe we're being forced out of our perfect world. Maybe we're being kidnapped. Maybe we're chasing something that we think we need or being chased by something for that matter. The point is that no matter our reason for leaving the perfect world, we have to find some way to leave the waters of the feminine and enter the dark forest of the masculine. And it's the fairy godmother that will always point or lead or make that way for us. Which brings me to the primary reason why it's taken me so long to produce this episode of The Heroine's Journey. I simply couldn't figure out what the difference was between the heroine's fairy godmother and the hero's supernatural aid. I knew that there had to be a difference, but the answer kept slipping from me. As usually happens, I was discussing my issues in writing this next step with Christine, and the answer just spilled out of my mouth as I babbled on. I do half of my process by thinking and half by talking, and then I write it down so I don't forget. The hero's supernatural aid is pretty much always the hero's mentor, friend, and ally. Even when it doesn't seem that friendly or kind, supernatural aid always has the hero's back and always wants the hero to succeed. The hero's fairy godmother? Yeah, well, he, she, or it may very well not give a crap about the heroine. The fairy godmother has their own agenda from the very beginning. I think this may be why I felt somewhat compelled to use the old spelling of fairy when I developed my heroine's journey model. The fairy, or fair folk, or fae were always about making deals with mortals. It was a game to them. No amount of tears or begging will convince a fae to join you to give you what you want. You have to give the fae something in trade. 
The only time the heroine won't have to give the fairy godmother something is if the heroine's goals just so happen to coincide with the phase. And then great, the fae will tag along and give the heroine what she needs. When your goals no longer suit the phase needs, they'll double-cross you and leave you high and dry until you just so happen to meet their needs once again. At this moment, I'm quite certain there's someone out there who's waving and shouting at me, but Mark, what about Cinderella's fairy godmother? She was helpful and kind and didn't get anything out of helping Cinderella? And you'd be correct to ask about Cinderella's fairy godmother because that gives me the perfect opportunity to correlate the difference between supernatural aid and fairy godmother, and between hero and heroine. For sake of ease, let's look at Disney's version of Cinderella. Is she living in the perfect world? No, she's not. It's ordinary and mundane, and Cinderella does have to repress her emotions, also known as her femininity. The fairy godmother character in the film has to come and save her from that existence. Cinderella, as we see and know her in the movie, is a hero because Ella's heroine's journey was waylaid by her fairy, fae, godmother, who happens to be her stepmother. You see, Ella's childhood world was perfect until her mother died. The trauma seemingly didn't force Ella into the hero's journey path because it was her stepmother that dragged her out of her feminine depths, forced the name of Cinderella upon her, and made her world dull and ordinary. Mind you, Ella was still capable of creating her own magic to some extent. The mice and the birds and other animals will attribute to that. But she needed a little more help when it came to actually escaping the clutches of her stepmother. Something I've always wondered about Cinderella. Did her fairy godmother actually create the dress, or was Cinderella always wearing it and no one could see it? You're already wearing the dress. You're already goddess incarnate. You just can't see it yet. For a more blatant example of a fairy godmother with her own agenda, we have to look no further than Ursula from The Little Mermaid. She very obviously wanted something in exchange for her services, and she very much did not have Ariel's best interests at heart. Ariel needed a way to live on the land, and Ursula provided it. Contract made, deal done, the heroine is on her way, but the Fae isn't done with her yet. Okay, one more example from film before I provide you with a real-life fairy godmother story. This one may surprise you, but always remember that masculine doesn't equal male, and feminine doesn't equal female. The fairy godmother doesn't have to be a woman, or for that matter, she doesn't even have to be human or biological. <coughs> I am mother. <coughs> In this case, I'm referring to none other than the wonderfully wonky Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean film series. Caribbean, 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 Caribbean. Uh, yes, I'm serious. Jack Sparrow is probably the absolute best example of a fairy godmother that I can give you, especially if we consider Elizabeth Swan as the heroine and primary protagonist. Oh, come on, you know she is. She goes from damsel in her dress to pirate king. You don't get a bigger shift in character arc than that. And Jack Sparrow is there all along the way because Elizabeth Swan is always his path to attain whatever it is he currently wants. Escape from the gallows? Elizabeth gives him away. Last piece of cursed treasure? Turns out Elizabeth has that. Escape from prison? Will Turner loves Elizabeth so Jack can manipulate Will to get to her. Jack uses Elizabeth, he betrays her again and again, and then woos her back again and again, all because she's the path to what he wants. 
And this goes on and on and on throughout three movies. Elizabeth Swan always has something that Jack wants and her wants loosely coincide with his, so she goes along with his antics. She's learning to manipulate her world, or shall we say create a reality, from the best after all. I mean, she even bests him from time to time. There'll be no living with her after this. So all of this brings me to the meat of the matter. This series is for naught if I can't convince you that the heroine's journey applies to real life, just as the hero's journey does. As I've mentioned numerous times, I grew up in the world of evangelical Christianity. It was my life, and it was definitely my perfect world. I never knew it, but I was a naive, ideological heroine until I met my fairy godmother. My hands are clean in this. Figuratively. This person did not have my best interests at heart. She used me and abused me for her own purposes. And I should specify here that I don't think she intentionally did so, but it's also possible she did. But even if her intentions were mostly subconscious, it doesn't change the fact that she used me to attain her own goals and desires. The constant mental and emotional abuse caused me to spiral into depths of despair and depression and stunted my emotions and personality. My heroine's journey mirror-hopped to a dull and mundane normal existence, which I eventually broke out of and began my hero's journey, which didn't happen until I'd hurt people and was ready to kill myself. And this was all due to me doing what I thought I was supposed to do, and all with the best of intentions. It was all due to me giving up my own dreams and desires for my evangelical beliefs, and due to a fairy godmother that took full advantage of my innocence and inexperience. Go ahead! Make your choice! I know that all sounded a little bleak and depressing, but I have to also admit that had I not had that particular fairy godmother in my life, I wouldn't be sitting in front of you now and telling you about these journeys and patterns that I see in our modern mythology. Patterns that I believe are necessary for future generations to have conscious awareness of. As awful as my fairy godmother was, her influence ultimately led me to my best life. And that's why I wanted to tell you about it today. Don't sit there looking and hoping for your fairy godmother to come along and think that she's going to be your friend. She, he, or it may be lovely, may be helpful, or they may have something that you want or need. But be very, very smart and very, very worry. Be innocent as a lamb and wise as a serpent. You always have to be excessively careful about making deals with the fae. And if you do make that deal, I sincerely hope that it ultimately works out in your favor. I hope it sets you on the path to becoming Pirate King. However, before you can get remotely close to the end goal, you have to be ready to leave the world you have known. You have to be ready to leave the waters behind, at least temporarily. However, that step will have to wait for the next Heroine's Journey episode of Think Spiritual. Thank you so much for listening and or watching today. Please like, share, comment, criticize, and subscribe at your leisure. I've been your host, Mark. This has been an examination of the fairy godmother step of my Heroine's Journey model. And I know that if you continue your journey of spiritual awakening and selfhood, that there will be fairy godmothers that will come and try to use you to further their own agendas. Take from them, use them as they would use you, but don't let them consume you as you change yourself in order to bring great change to your world. Goddess blessings upon you. You have all the weapons and knowledge you need within you. And I'll see you on another episode of Think Spiritual.
There'll be no living with her after this. 